Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which we today have a fellow Dutchman, Jacob Schermers, who is the CEO at Sales Architects. And sales is what we're going to talk about today, sales flow management, sales technology, and everything that comes with that. But please, uh, Jacob, introduce yourself. Yes, good morning um, um, to you all. Uh, my name is Jacob Schermers. I am the founder and CEO of Sales Architects. It's a consultancy company in Amersfoort in the, in the Netherlands. Uh, we operate in, in the northwest of Europe. Uh, we have a team of around 10 people and we um, um, generate help. We implement companies uh, with, the, uh, with the theory of constraints using that as a, as a main philosophy to improve sales significantly. So um, uh, to say in short is that we we build sales organization. We 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 build effective, strategic, fast growing sales organizations. Cool, cool. So I have my co-host here with me, Mark, who was on a, a workshop with you recently, which basically resulted in this podcast. So Mark, you have a couple of questions for Jar- Jacob. So go ahead. Yes, hi Jacob. Well, was nice meeting you. Hey, good morning. Civic at Bakerstein Business School, and where he was going to talk about the future of marketing and sales. And instead of looking at all kinds of PowerPoint presentations, you gave us dice and chips to play with, the dice game. And it was all revolving about the theory of constraints. So can you briefly explain why it's so important for marketing sales, this theory of constraints? Yes, yes, that was a bit. Uh, I think for a few people, are surprising is we tend to say that sales is a, um, it's it's about it's a logistic challenge. Yeah, so people talk always about sales, saying that sales is about smooth talk, talking people and uh, and uh, very um, uh, creative uh, marketing campaigns. But in the end of the day, it's about persuading customers to buy more to buy and to buy more and um, um, and since we are introducing um, the theory of constraints to sales people start to say ah actually it's about managing your capacity yeah so that means in order to 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 get a customer to buy or to get a new customer you need to 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 uh, how do you say it you, you need to make sure that you do the work and um, and for work you need people and you need uh, technology and you need all kind of things, and then and um, so that's 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 why um, we say actually sales is a logistical problem, and then since it's a logistical problem we need to have a, a kind of a, a system theory. Uh, yeah, there are many system theories, but I feel very comfortable with the with the theory of constraints, um, uh, which is founded or developed by Ailey Goldtrot in his book The Goal. A uh, very well-known um, uh, business uh, novel, uh, which explains uh, with with a very good story about how the constraints should be managed. Uh, so it's about is that that in the basics every flow has one constraint, and this constraint needs to um, uh, needs to be managed in a way that it provides more output. 
And every system has only one constraint per definition. And when you are able to manage this in the right way, that's the uh, the way, that's a strategy in order to generate much more from out of your system, from out of the people, from out of the the whole well, the whole, organiz- whole, whole organization that you have. So to make this a little more tangible, could you give an example of some constraints? Yeah, so so we say um, before um, we when we when we want to get new customers, you need to to at least um, uh, get some exposure. And so first you need to have to cover your market so the people know you. And so when people know you, they need to to recognize their problem. And when they see the problem and then they recognize the way you solve their problem, and then they decide whether they whether they're going to decide whether they're going to buy. So me explaining at this point is that you already have a few steps before people are at least talking to you. And then when they start talking to you, uh, talking to colleague or talking to a, to a chatbot, doesn't matter, you need to, to, um, uh, to make sure that you need to, uh, well, to, 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 um, uh, to put salespeople in place and to make them uh, educate them so that they can persuade a customer to buy. So me telling you this story about uh, about how the sales cycle is and everybody recognizes uh, recognizes it's it's very common is that you need to really to think about okay but on who on what are our salespeople going to spend their time on are they going to to um, to chase every customer no they first need to qualify and so when they qualify they they knock out a few uh, a few uh, prospects and they start working on the most qualified so the the customer that is probably the one that is going to buy the fastest or the most so so this is a very important bottleneck of the sales process that you that 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 that, uh, companies are not able to qualify good or improve their qualifications so that they use their 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 resources in in a good manner all the salespeople Mm -hmm should be working on the right on the right thing. So that's one of the things that I think is a is a big bottleneck, is an example of a bottleneck in the sales process. And I think the second one is very also very important is the education, is the development of a prospect towards towards the next phase. So these are two examples of bottlenecks within the sales process. Cool. Yeah, I, I fully agree because qualifying um I, I always tend to say people you need to qualify fast it, it takes too long mm-hmm. people as salespeople work on opportunities and keep working on them without having qualified them well enough so um is that is that then so so is that actually something you're advising them on on how to qualify or do you have a system to qualify how does that work yeah, so so we have of course tools and 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 strategies in order to to overcome that that problem. First of all, it's it sometimes is is it's it takes time to uh, uh, to educate your customer. Say, hey, listen, you need to really to take care of this. Uh, so so they are very quite okay. Yeah, we have to take care of this. But methodology taking care of this is some is some of the the models and the and the strategies that we implement. Um, but I think in in the basics, it's it's real really about um, and all. It, this is a a, part, a very important part. But I th- first of all, think about first we need to have a good go to market strategy. So that's things that we are. Hey, in what way can we cl- make sure that we have a good coverage? And then from a good coverage, make sure that people are um, um, taking care of the of the enough hand raises. And after hand raises, you start educating, getting and moving them forward. And in that process, of course, you need to qualify. Uh, things in a in a better way 
Um, uh, so, so going back to your question, I think the thing that that yes, this is these are the things that we are that we are implementing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, a lot of this uh, Elias is very much from sales. I'm from marketing, but a lot of stuff that you're saying, I recognize that as a part what marketing needs to do. You know, to educate, get the market aware, and that's what you also said during the clinic. Um, and there was the big eye opener that, hey, in this whole game of about the constraint, the constraint is the market and the bottleneck. The challenge is, is for sales and marketing to persuade, to educate the market that they a have a problem and that you've got the solution. So I think and I hear in your in your uh, what you're saying this really needs sales and marketing alignment. That sales and marketing work as one uh, good process team. Do you think that the same? Yes, I definitely do, uh, Mark. I, th I think that that um, uh, that sales and marketing. So, so the first first remark that you made, I, th I think that eighty percent of the companies, I agree with that. Is that 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 those that was also my remark during the during the workshop is that 80% of the companies have the const their constraint is the market. So that is not within, okay, can I make it or, or um, um, can, can I make sure that, that we have enough resources to, to get things done? That's not the main challenge. I think in order to grow, they need to, to persuade the market in a way that they buy more. That's because nowadays, it's not so hard anymore. Like within within 1980s, eh, in the 19 uh, in the last century, eh, 1980 to 1990, there was the market was very much production oriented. Eh? We needed to make things, but there came crisis and crisis. So there there is a there is a the the the, the total volume in the world economy. We can make everything what we want. Yeah, but the challenge is, can we? convince can we persuade customers to say yes to your id and your id of solving them uh, the problem so definitely that's the main challenge for 90 percent of the companies mm -hmm. uh, or 80 percent of the companies so so that that's the that's the philosoph philosophical uh, way of approaching it so that we look at the global uh, economy and then we say we see that that there is a challenge of persuading convincing your customers to to come to you and to to um, uh, to think about whether your solution might be something for them, um, and then I think besides this is that that um, I think on the second question that you put on the table, Mark, is that you say, hey, is there should be alignment? So I between marketing, sales, and I say definitely yes. This is a team effort. Marketing is a team effort, and they are let's say actually responsible. Marketing is responsible to generate more. Um, uh, more qualified opportunities, so more op opportunities, sales opportunities. That's the main goal of marketing, and then sales should be the one that that let's say uh, takes care of conversion, uh, making their customers, and they are interlinked. Um, and what I always say is, I think that sales should should invite marketing in their sales process. So 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 we say they should be linked together, and it start with sales inviting marketing into the sales process because marketing is actually more technology um, uh, uh, oriented and they can make take care of a better education of the customers so that they are let's say more persuade more convinced that you might have the right solution so yes 
it's 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 a one it's a one team. They should really work very well together. And I think that's that's very important that salespeople start recognizing the the main advantage of getting a marketing more involved in the sales process. I love it. I love it. And it's so recognizable because um, I think we talked about this more often on the podcast uh, for those listeners that heard, heard us talking about meaningful commerce, et cetera. So um, the buying journey, especially in B2B, is changing. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's about 90% is of the journey is being done online. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole awareness phase and maybe some consideration uh, is done online. Um, and people don't contact sales before, w- without having a very specific question. So people don't, as, as Neil McKinsey Research uh, points out, people don't want to talk to sales anymore unless it's about specific questions questions so you need to you need to educate your salespeople to answer those questions and i always try to explain this by by an example and um well there's not much in the world that i like more buying than a new car mark just recently (laughs) bought a new car but that's a nice process right so and and if you compare this to 20 years ago not even that long ago if you would buy a car you had to go to a dealership um, the dealer would the chip would have a salesperson that would hand out some brochures to you and would help you to pick everything. Maybe you do a test drive in the end, et cetera, but it would take a lot of time. This moment in time, you configure your car online. So you have before you go to a dealership, you have picked the color, picked the model, you have maybe built the model in the, uh, online. Maybe you even sent that to the dealership. And the only thing you want to know do know at the dealership is, does my child seat fit into that back bench? Um, how far does my seat go back? You know, very specific questions. That that are the questions that they have, and that's the same in B two B. You know, the people want to talk to salespeople, but once they talk to salespeople, they want to have those specific questions answered. So you need to ha- educate your salespeople. So I love that you're pointing that out. Yeah, I don't think it's about having a smooth talk. I think it's that you have a relevant educated expert talk with your with your product and that's what they want because all the rest they can get online yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah yeah so i i definitely agree with with that so so it's it's about really i, I think it's it's um people within the buying journey in uh, they they have different um 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 I was looking for the word. Thank you. Yeah. So, and I, so they have different needs within, within several steps of, of the process. And let, let's say like 80% of the, of that needs can be, can be, uh, uh, can be brought on the table through, through digital uh, communication. But in the end of the day, a, a real solution needs to be, uh, needs to be generated. And that's, that's the real relevant and specialized project uh, uh, orientated um, um, uh, talk that you need in order to to um, um, uh, to, to convince a customer to buy and uh, to make the decision to buy and that's and that's not a sales talk that's really about okay how are we going to 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 uh, to 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 design the solution and uh, so I, I I agree with you Elias that you say hey not everybody wants to talk to sales because still sales only generally speaking and a smooth talk. And and I, nowadays sales is not that anymore. It should be 
very specialized, very professional, very solution driven, design, designed. Yeah. Yeah, people need to, as as Forrester pointed out, they have a research which you can find on Outreach's website. So I I, I think it's on outreach.io. If you Google for Forrester research, they'll they'll have a a research on the customer journey there. But they they the way they call it is they need to have uh, a knowledgeable salesperson. So I love that because the the one thing uh, because Mark is is uh, hinting at me that he wants to ask a question, but I have a question first, Mark. So um, <laughs> I I love the. Um, the qualifying piece, I, I fully agree with you that people and salespeople need to qualify better. Um, the education part. So the thing ab- about education, because 90% is online, we all know, know this. Mark uh, knows more about a Jeep Avenger than the salespeople do. So how do you uh, actually avoid that, uh, Jacob? So how do you avoid um, that a salesperson actually knows less about a specific solution how do how how do you make them more knowledgeable than the typical prospect well i i think i think the whole education part is um um is 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 really about customers really understanding the the desires and so so we talked about needs and desires and also, also a nice word of of explaining the same thing is is that is that a lot of uh, it's it's a very common um, 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 model that you use is people are unaware of their of their of their problem, um, um, and then they are aware of the problem, and then they are starting unaware of the solution, you know, and moving on that through that cycle. But I think it's really about educating your customers that they starting understanding what the real problem is. So people say, hey, yes, 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 I have a problem. I cannot, um, um, I cannot, uh, I don't have the right people. Yeah, because I don't have the right people. So your costs are too high. So, so, I, so you understand. So, th- so there's yep. always, a, a, let's say, implication behind, in behind the the problem. So, so this is something that is really, really important within the sales cycle, which you can do in a conversation, but also with. Uh, online marketing with uh, making a white paper of having a podcast or or understanding let's say um, uh, making a movie that people really really start understanding the um, uh, their problem and then when you are the one that is um, making them aware of the problem you have made a big step in persuading them to buy from you so I think it's it's in that cycle it's it's very very important that 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 people are um, uh, educated in the way they look, to, they how, in the way they perceive their problems. I think that's a very important step. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Going referring to the Jeep Avenger, I I got the Jeep Avenger. I I never went to the dealer. No, we had online, and where did they? It was not Jeep or the dealer that convinced me. It was all of these YouTubers that these influencers and i think that uh companies and vendors and and they should not leave it all to the third parties they should have much more a say in this why wasn't the jeep itself or the dealer that educated me why i needed the jeep avenger i had to go to all these third parties and it was then they uh convinced me and i only saw the dealer when I picked up the Jeep. So <laughs> the whole <clears throat> the whole system has changed. And this is also with B2B. The the salespeople, why aren't they the ones that are uh, educating me? I think that that's yeah. a, a big because they need to be that expert. 
I don't want to talk to sales. I want to talk to an expert. But the thing also here, I think, with B2B is that similar to buying a car, um, they're both very traditional industries, right? So they're, buying a car has always been the same. And, and car dealers dealerships are not like the most sophisticated uh, organizations, right? So, you know, as much as I love to be at a dealership, you know, but today this, the, the whole, the, well, the, the way they sell a car it hasn't changed that much as you, when you look at the specific salespeople there. Um, so I think with B2B, we really need to make that shift, make sure, as Jakob points, points out, that we qualify early enough, that we qualify fast, that we qualify uh, that we make sure that we don't spend time on on leads that are not worth it, um, and very important that we educate the salespeople to enable them to 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 be that advisor that people need. That people don't need someone to to tell them the specs on a Jeep Avenger. You've seen no. that line. You've seen YouTubers talk about it. Uh, you, you know everything about that car. You know, probably know more about the specs than a salesperson does, but. You know, you need to enable those salespeople on, you know, specifics like how do you actually finance this? What's the best way to 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 get this basically delivered to your front door? Um, uh, how how do you manage? Uh, well, the, one of the things you had is like you have a, you have a, a a car that is has a has a has a has a lease that that turns out that mm-hmm. that basically ends somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a car that is taking a few months to deliver. So how do you solve those kinds of problems? That's something you need advice on. That's something you can't find Agreed. online. Yeah. And that's where where they where you then, need to educate salespeople. Yes. And that was absolutely the things that I had contact with the dealer. It was yeah. about the delivery, it was about the finance part. Yeah, that, sure. That's part. The rest I knew actually more than the dealer himself. So, uh, so I, I, I think to 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 elaborate on this on this example, I think the the what what is I think very important within the cycle is what is sales is doing. There's a lot of communication going on, and that's why I think the the way of looking at sales should be a logistical way of looking at sales. Is that logistics is a lot more about getting velocity in the system. So that means is how can I convince you, Mark, faster to buy a Jeep? Yeah, so not month of deliberating because there should be you should be educated in a faster way. So what's what should be the goal of sales is creating a system that persuades customers faster because when we do it faster, we need less capacity. And so that makes this the cost of sales, which is a very important part in our implementation cycle, is how many, how much of sales do you need in order to, to generate the margin that you need, is that that you need to, to increase velocity. So that's why I think the philosophy of the theory of constraints with the sales cycle should be focused on, on velocity. And in that case, and that's why I, I hope you with the Jeep has be, have been convinced in a certain amount of time. It should not be in, in an instant, but of course, they need some time. But how can we, the sales organization should, should be focused on how to increase velocity? I don't know whether you agree, but that's, I think that's yeah, an important but, part. Yeah, in my, in my case, uh, it, the, the time was more a production time because the Jeep Avenger was much more mm-hmm. successful than they anticipated. So it was more a logistic problem to get the stuff, the cars in, in the Netherlands. But I think in a, in a, in a, within a month, we'd made the decision. Um, but I'm very curious to know um, this velocity, this process. Is technology 
the answer to make this happen. This, it's this, sales tech the way to go because yeah. marketers and martech that's that's uh, that's already known. But salespeople and sales tech, that's still. I think new. this 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 is the last question we have today, right, uh, Mark? Because we have to conclude, and I, I think Jakob, we're gonna have you back, but um, okay. Yeah, with that, I think we need to uh, to conclude this. That's that's a, it's a last question to which you probably have five minutes to answer, Jakob. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's not an easy question, but I I still think that I I agree with you, uh, Mark. That um, uh, that that sales uh, should use technology. Why do you? Why you know? In the end of the day, the technology is not the goal. Um, the the what is the goal is to persuade customers to uh, uh, to buy. And the goal is to have a system, uh, an organization, an infrastructure, and a way of working that helps more customers to buy and uh, to generate, let's say, that that growth of your company. You want to you want to have a, a grow. You want to make sure that your company has has more reason to exist. Uh, so so it provides security for people to work there, so they can build their their lives upon the, your organization. And so that means you need continuity in your organization. In order to create continuity, you need to create all kinds of um, um, uh, connections. So, so what we all call, we, we, there is a map and a map is a, is a several ways of connecting things. I sometimes um, 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 think about the brain. It's not about whether you, it's about creating the connections within the brain. So I think that technology is very, very good in creating the connections between things and, and in that way, creating the infrastructure and, um, and the way of working so that sales is helped um, uh, to um, uh, to be more effective, and there's a, there's a lot more to it. But I think the uh, the embracing the technology within sales definitely yes, because we need people. We need uh, we need to have um, uh, ways to persuade customers to make a faster decisions. And uh, well, I think there is a, a much more to say about this. But looking at the uh, at the timing and uh, where we are at this mo at moment, I um, I don't want to elaborate too much. But I, but my 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 answer is definitely yes. Sales should embrace um, technology uh, more and more, and one of the ways of doing it is by inviting marketing into the sales process. So that means that that they are let's say educated in a way, and then sales can start doing the right things. But the I think the most important part there eh, we didn't touch upon this, but that's why maybe the next time we can talk about it is that we say sales should be enabled. From inside out, yes. So that means that we that we start managing and uh, increasing velocity in the sales process from out from within the organization. And normally we do this by implementing the inside sales model. That's what it means that we set people inside that actually um, uh, from a centralized point manage the capacity, manage the the, the interactions with customers. And see where they are on the on the on the journey, so that so that we can persuade customers, so we can so we can persuade customers to buy more. And I think the inside sales with technology creates actually the 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 most important things in order to improve the performance of your sales organization. Well, you're you're paving the way for a second episode yeah. here, so <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. To be continued, Jacob. Yeah.
thank you very much. I will add a link to your website, uh, the Sales Artisacs website, as well as yeah. a link to your LinkedIn profile. So listeners that want to reach out to you, please, if you reach out to Jacob on LinkedIn, mention that you've learned about him on the podcast, because uh, as with many others, he probably gets a lot of LinkedIn requests from people that uh, that are not always that don't always have the right reasons to connect so if you if you connect mention the podcast uh, and he'll accept you and uh, Jakob thank you very much for being on the show thank you very much Elias and Mark thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes also If you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.